0: And that is the sound that we love this week.
1: That's right. That's the sound of a bomb dropping, folks.
0: So, we have a special episode of The Rap Guys because we are in the same location this week.
1: That's right. If we sound a little bit different, the reason is because I'm sitting here seeing your beautiful face instead of only hearing your beautiful voice. We are
0: out here in the beautiful Seneca, South Carolina. That's right. Hanging out at Lake Kiwi. Um. So, Mark, we uh, we planned this little get-together this weekend.
1: And all of a sudden, we're sitting there Thursday night, and a bomb drops in the form of a Kendrick Lamar album.
0: It was completely... It was almost surreal. It was. It,
1: it was like the forces really aligned to bring this to us at just the perfect time. It, f-
0: it felt right.
1: And we've now listened to it. About 37 times.
0: Yeah, we we had it on heavy rotation <laughs> for the weekend.
1: I, I felt bad. We had never listened to The Life of Pablo together. We had only obsessed on it over the phone. Yeah. So I was I was expecting like a, a steady use of Pablo this weekend. Yeah. And instead we got, you know, another one of the three legends, three or four legends that we've experienced dropping his third album. Would we call this his third album? That's, Does he want us to
0: call this his that's third that's album? That's the thing. And I was, I was, you know, do we count this as his full length feature album? And... I kind of think we do. I think it's a. I think it's a lot more planned than I think people really think right now. Well,
1: and I think if if you think about it, this untitled unmastered, which is the title, um, it's sort of the perfect response to the Pimp a Butterfly, which came out and was so unique and so different, but and so critically acclaimed it just won Best Rap Album. We got nominated for Best Album, and I think the expectations for a more formal build up may have been so extreme that it wouldn't have been able to do anything except let down the fans. Instead, Kendrick just drops a bomb midweek, Puts out an untitled, unmastered album, which isn't entirely fair. This thing—it's not unmastered. This, this thing is mastered. <laughs> it's like pretty well produced. Like yeah. it's it's
0: it's done.
1: There's there's no doubt about that. But also a more stripped down version. What's the cover art? I'm looking at it now. It's like uh is that like
0: olive color. It looks like
1: the kind of thing that you make on a like a PowerPoint slide background in yeah. like 20 seconds. Yeah. So I mean, this thing's bare. It's stripped down. There's way more verses than choruses. Um, but it, it feels like the perfect response and exactly what I would have wanted from Kendrick.
0: Yeah, I think this is like, you kind of see it where it's, our understanding of what an album is is really changing in the yeah. past six months. No doubt, no doubt. Because it's like, we're so used to like these studio releases of like a bunch of marketing and build up. Right. And like, this is pretty much like the antithesis of what the Pablo release was.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. In in And even the Pablo release was, we're not even sure if, if Kanye's counting that as an album. In 2000, like the mid-2000s, you would get straight up mixtapes, which were basically longer forms. And most of the time, like when Wayne would drop like a tape, it would be like a lot of like pre used beats that we would already
0: recognize. They were recycled ice. beats. And yeah, it was, they were it was songs. just like
1: Wayne had bars that he hadn't used in his album. So he's like, cool, yeah. I'll just put it on a mixtape and blast it out. And it was so informal. And now there's like, this weird line between LPs and albums and mixtapes and we don't know which is which and everything's just kind of coming out to us and I don't know. Do you like it?
0: I kind of do. I think it's interesting because like it keeps, it keeps us like
1: on our toes almost. Yeah.
0: And it's like, you never know when something's going to happen where instead like it used to be like, oh, we have to wait, you know, two months for this date to get new music that we want. Now it's like,
1: you never know. You I never mean, know. See, how great has twenty sixteen been? So that's far? what I'm saying. It's I mean, unreal how much music we've gotten just in the first three months. In the first week of March right now, and we've gotten Kanye and Kendrick. Nothing from Drake yet, but two future albums, you know. Yeah we've gotten Young Thug. We're gonna talk about Macklemore in a little bit, which is, you know, not quite as at that level of rapper, but there's been so much music, I'm sure I'm forgetting other stuff. Summer sixteen came
0: out. Yeah. You know, it, it's been a great year. So it's, yeah, I, I, I just can't believe I w- we weren't expecting it at all. Like usually if there's like a surprise release, like on the horizon, right. you like will kind of know about it. Yeah.
1: And, well, <laughs> and then did you see the, the whiteboard this week that I think at the beginning of the week, TDE, the, the president, um, top dog is, is the president of TDE is top dog. Yeah, the
0: and list. then he also goes yes. by, um, as uh, another name, he's featured on five.
1: Yeah. I think it's juice.
0: It's like Push or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Any, anyway, yeah. they
1: tweeted out a, a schedule of the upcoming releases, a la the, the Kanye track list, same type of marketing yeah. thing. But Kendrick, had just said dot, and then it said, got dog on the phone. Yeah. It was three question marks. So everybody was like, oh, we don't know him Kendrick. Yes. I don't think anybody was expecting it was going to come no. this week.
0: And the funny thing is because LeBron tweeted. Yeah, I was about to
1: say LeBron. Yeah,
0: LeBron tweeted a week ago. Um, I think it was, like, after, like, the Grammy performance. Yes. And it was, like, we need, you know, come on, man, release these untitled tracks, right. like, give them to us. And I don't know if that's yeah. fabricated or... Who knows if
1: that was if LeBron was, you know, giving a hint to, like, hey, LeBron, tweet this, or he, he yeah. was, like, hanging out with Kendrick or the crew. Yeah. Or if it was just a coincidence, which is also very possible. But, yeah, you bring up a good point. Kendrick has been doing these untitled tracks, which I don't think we ever talked about on the podcast. Yeah. But it started in late December of 2014, he was on Stephen Colbert, and he sang what was released as Untitled 1. That's Mm -hmm. what he named it. That's actually the third track on this album. Yeah. And then in early January of this year, he was on uh, Jimmy Fallon, Mm -hmm. and he did Untitled 2, which is the eighth track. And then the last part of that 10-minute Grammy performance was Untitled 3, which is, I think, the first verse on the 5th. So, yeah, uh, I actually
0: wrote it down. Yeah, it's, it's it, it. I don't, i the track list is weird because he has, they're, you know, they're all called Untitled One, Two, through Eight. Right. And then they have dates next to them. But the album is very self aware of Topimba Butterfly's Grammy nominations and et cetera, et cetera. Right. Which make you believe that it was.
1: Yeah, so I had a, I had a post thought. Butterfly. Right. There's no doubt that. These songs were finished after the release of the butterfly yeah. and, and and so much other stuff that had happened. He mentioned the Grannies.
0: Yeah. That type of thing. But
1: I think what's interesting is – and this is just a hypothesis really. Yeah. But you have these dates, right? So I'm looking at one, April 19th, 2014. You even have one 2013 in here. Um, perhaps these are the dates where he started writing these lyrics. Maybe. And then – in it t- it's just Kendrick saying, look how long it's taking me to finish these songs. Today. Yeah. You guys who are cranking out songs in two days. Yeah.
0: Like, I'm putting thought into it's this. It's like two years into it. Like, I mean,
1: when you're writing verses that are two minutes long, you're not cranking that out quickly.
0: No. It's, if it's meaningful, it's going to take a while. It's like a, it's like a paper at school. Like If, if it's good, it's going to take you a, a little bit. Um, exactly.
1: Well, you mentioned Drake before, um, and I know you wanted to talk a little bit about a couple direct maybe indirect references to Drake on this album
0: so I think everyone if you listen to the album already and um a lot of stuff on hip-hop heads and stuff right now Untitled 2 is pretty much the consensus favorite
1: yeah I think uh, I think 7 is is sort of a cool track that a lot of people like because it's eight minutes long yeah it's really different but 2 is like probably the one that you could hear the most
0: but so this is the thing with 2 right is that The whole entire time during two, yes, he's biting Drake's flow and imitating Drake's flow on numerous songs. Yeah,
1: you could definitely hear like two sounds like it could have been a a Kendrick feature on. If you're reading this,
0: no, it sounds it sounds (laughs) like Kendrick. It sounds like a Kendrick like Drake impersonation reference track. Like it's like it's like it was made for Drake. Okay, we'll expand. And so this whole Kendrick Drake thing has been kind of brewing for years, which
1: is nobody's ever quite certain if it's an actual beef
0: because it's all been subliminal. It's like, all been
1: subliminal, and I mean we have a track record. I believe you know Kendrick had an interlude on uh, "Take Care," and then Drake was on "Good Kid, Mad City." Is yeah. that right? Yeah. So I mean these guys so are together. The,
0: hi- the history, the history of the beef, and. Uh, and Noisy um on Vice and then NPR actually had two great articles about this. Okay. Um the first one with Noisy um they kind of give like the oral history of it all. Uh-huh. And so they used to like love each other on like on way earlier like in their career. They they were big fans of each other and Drake was actually one of the first people to listen to Section 80. Okay. Um and then Kendrick respected that so much that he gave him that Drake gave him a whole interlude on take care and then Kendrick gave him um, that verse on was it I can't remember which I think it was Poetic Justice yes it is Poetic Justice Um, so then but then in 2013 which I can't believe that is three years ago already Control Control came out which is (laughs) wild that Control three years ago Control is kind of like the moment where Kendrick
1: started to like go to like top rapper right now into like all-time status where his voice is like godlike I feel like and people have been talking about him for years and control is sort of like the catalyst for that but he also called out 20 people on the on the on the verse
0: he calls out a bunch of people and but and drake was one of those right and he and drake didn't like it he's quoted as it just sounded it sounded like an ambitious thought to me um, I know that Kendrick's not murdering me at all on any platform, so when the day presents itself, I guess we're going to revisit the topic. And then in a follow-up interview, he said, are you even listening to Control at this point? I can't wait to see what Kendrick does because it's time to show and prove consistency. It's been one album. Wow.
1: Yeah, those are shots right there.
0: And then and then he kind of contradicts himself and says, consistency is, is making more than one album. I look forward to seeing what he does. He's super talented. When it comes to competition, I'm worried about consistency, about of work. I'm talking about hit records. That's Kanye West. He's always going to be the guy who's trying to outthink and outdo. That's my guy that I aspire to surpass. Right, yeah. A lot of mixed signals in there.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. I feel like Drake was almost measuring his thoughts because Drake wanted the rap beef with Meek. Drake doesn't want the rap beef with Kendrick. I mean,
0: you know, you know? he's Drake. He says himself, <laughs> yeah. he'd never been reckless; it's always calculated. A, a,
1: a Drake Kendrick beef would play out a lot more like Jay Z versus Nas, yeah. than than the way that Drake Meek did, yeah. where it was one sided.
0: And I, th- and so then, so then, past once that's on record, what Drake says about mm-hmm. that, then Kendrick goes on the BT cipher mm-hmm. and does the. Um, line of nothing's been the same since they dropped control and they tucked the sensitive ra- rapper back in his pajama clothes. So Drake? Nothing's Drake. been the same. Exactly. So there's this whole thing. And so the kind of the, the thing that, you know, NPR and uh, this noisy, what they pointed out is that Drake is the king at, he's, he's, he's physical currency. Right. Right? He, he's, he's a moneymaker. He's good for hip-hop mm-hmm. because he's, he speaks to the middle class in a thuggish way that makes hip-hop relatable to a lot of people. That's why people love Drake. So basically Drake
1: is more relatable to Kendrick, than Kendrick
0: Lamar. Exactly. Right? Because some, some of the themes and stuff in Kendrick's music aren't necessarily relatable to the whole entire hip-hop base, but Drake pretty much is, mm-hmm. you know, he's the biggest, he's one of the biggest rock stars out there right now. Okay. And so Kendrick doesn't really want to play by Drake's rules. You know, it's like he doesn't want to give in to the man. And, you know, even Kendrick even says on, I think it's Untitled 5 on this one, mm-hmm. um, where he's saying like, you know, what does a white man say? And he's saying they want, you know, they hear me rhyme. They want to sell me for ten ninety nine. Right. Right. He's not trying to sell out. He's trying to make a message. And so this whole beef now is took a whole other turn with.
1: Well, actually, you know, on, on the last track in the song, he, he this is the first time Drake's name's ever been used in yeah. Kendrick Lyric. He says, I got to take it there. I ain't even playing no more. She said, You just want to, you just make me want to Drake you down. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he he kind of alludes to Drake as, I wouldn't say a soft rapper, but I think Kendrick sees Drake's music as pure sexualization and not yeah. really much else where he's sort of trotting out a bigger message. I, and think, I, I don't yeah. think, I don't think there's not a place for Drake's message or an audience. I think Drake is extremely relatable and i think that's a good thing yeah you know but kendrick is also relatable in a a different kind of way and he's you know sending a larger message out to the world and a more important message and kind of changing the way people see social issues yeah you know drake doesn't extend to that i don't think that makes drake a lesser rapper i would probably rate kendrick over drake you know i think that's fair but that's also a personal Yeah.
0: yeah yeah um
1: but yeah, I mean, it's super interesting. It's a great record. Um, and, and we have a couple more we want to get to today. Is there anything else you want to add before we move on to a guy that used to tour with Kendrick?
0: Um, no, I mean, I I think, you know, Untitled 2... The one thing, the one last thing I want to say about it is um, the second part of Untitled 7 yes. is produced by a five-year-old boy. What? <laughs> yes. It is Swiss Beat's son, and he... Produced it, and there's actually it's looking back at it. They posted a picture at the Super Bowl. Um, it was Kendrick, Sorry. Swiss, um, his son, Jay Z, Beyonce, Usher, all of them in uh, in a box together. Right, and so that's kind of a reference of when I think Swiss was in there working with great great revival by Swiss.
1: Yeah, good year for Swiss Beach. <laughs> he really he stole the show there on on uh, in the fourth and famous from the life. Yeah. Pablo with the bum-dee-bum, yeah. where he's he's singing like, in the background. Uh, yeah. Dude, when I'm driving in the car and that part comes on, it's, I'm just fully immersed. Yeah. And I feel like I'm almost not even safe to be driving at that <laughs> point. We, we talked about that three-track
0: <laughs> that, that three stretch of part two, and then famous, and then uh, feedback. Oh, it's so, so like, beautiful. It, yeah. it's nothing else it gets me going like those, those yeah. songs.
1: But yeah, I mean, last thing uh, on the Kendrick album, like everything that Kendrick's come out with, you gotta sit there and, and listen to it over and over to really yeah. be saying it's not the kind of thing that you want to have a hot take on because Kendrick's depth in content is so is so deep that there's so much there to consume think about before you say oh this is what I think about this record. yeah its so the kind of thing we can run this back two weeks from now and have totally new thoughts
0: yeah and that's and kind of jumping conclu- like to conclude like the jump at the conclusions thing um, how people think of this is like sort of like an EP or just like a little demo track is this Kendrick's third album it's like I think people need to think like long and hard about the unmastered part of the title name. Of the title. Okay. Leave it at that. Leave it at that? Yeah.
1: All right. Well, we're <laughs> going to move on to a record um, that by someone who used to tour with Kendrick Lamar. That's Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Oh, yeah. Um, this album's titled This Unruly Mess I've Made. Which, appropriate title. Appropriate title, but, you know, right thought. I would say to people in Macklemore's camp, try not to... Title something that can be like a masturbation innuendo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think hard about that. Yeah, because it's cause yeah. This is the first thought I had. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> <hilarious>. But <laughs> yeah, hey, it could go a lot. Like, there's could go a lot of different ways. I, I think the point that Macklemore is trying to get across is he's really had one of the more interesting careers of anyone. And as I mentioned, he used to tour with Kendrick. That was in 2013. And this is after his debut album, The Heist, came out. But before the heist blew up, which is really what changed everything in a second for Macklemore's career. And for people that sort of know Macklemore as, oh, that thrift shop guy who makes pop rap records, um, you sort of don't understand the first part of his career. Macklemore was one of the most successful underground rappers for about a 10-year stretch that started in, I would say, like 2006 and, and sort of...
0: Culminated in when when the heist dropped, right? I remember our, our friend Eddie Boone was like, "This must have been like beginning of high school, or even like middle school." Yeah, maybe. this is a long he was time like, ago. Check out this dude from like Seattle, like right? Like, yeah. And
1: and Macklemore always sort of made, um, I would say, record songs that were had pop elements and also like very classical hip hop elements, which is sort of what you hear when when you're hearing those really popular Macklemore records like Downtown. Or, or Thrift Shop, you know, but he didn't ask for that sort of level of fame. And I no. think that's where you get the title, This Unruly Mess I've Made. Um, he he was trying to make very personal music, and what ended up happening was mainstream radio sound sort of caught up with his. Came and to all, him. Right, and all of a sudden, I don't know, who's the most popular, like, underground rapper right now? I mean, I mean it, Chance... Chance, but yeah, but I mean, Chance is on the first track of the of Kanye album now. But so I mean, like,
0: it, it, I guess you have to define underground. Ch- Chance
1: is much more popular now than Macklemore
0: was in his heyday. Yeah, have to fine underground. Though. I mean,
1: I would say like, maybe like Freddie Gibbs.
0: Yeah, someone, someone like who that. has like a
1: hardcore fan base. Um, but Earl. Earl would be like another guy. You know, Earl's probably a little bit more popular, or like someone like Atmosphere who's yeah. been doing it, you know, just as long. If like one of those guys was all of a sudden... One of the five, like on the cover of Rolling Stone Uh and like one of the five most popular artists in America. It's absolutely mind blowing that that happened to Macklemore. And and I never expected it. I used to listen to his records before the heist. I remember people, I remember being at a party and this is before Thrift Shop was famous Uh and Thrift Shop came on and I looked at my friends and I was like, holy shit, they're playing Macklemore
0: right now. That's nuts. like, and it, it blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, think
1: about that now; it's it's it would be normal. Like yeah, he's he's a he's a pop star. And see,
0: that's and that it's kind of a good balance because I didn't I didn't really like mess with Macklemore that much right. until like thrift shop. I, was, I didn't really mess with Macklemore at all, really that much, just because you know society after thrift shop, like what you're saying, society kind of right. shamed you into not liking
1: him. exactly. And so, from hip hop heads, the uh, people that weren't familiar with his work, I think. Uh, some people might listen to the records and enjoy them. But I think from from some people's perspective, it's like, fuck that pop rap dude. Yeah. You know? When that's not what he wanted to be. No. And, and I think his career really took a turn. In a lot of Macklemore's music, he had you know drug abuse problems mm-hmm. throughout his career. And a lot of it's about that. And, and I know that after uh, The Heist won the Grammy and he sort of elevated the fame, he fell back into that hole. So it was mm-hmm. obviously... A spot where the elevation and notoriety had a really tough time on him personally. Yeah, and I think that's what you hear in, in the, this unruly mess I've made. Um, but getting into the record, there's a chance song. There's a YG song. Those are two of our favorites. A lot of features. A lot of features, which is great. It's not a
0: great record. No, I listened to it. I listened to it all the way through. I've never listened to a Macklemore product all the way through. Um, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, I – there's a lot of there's a lot of bright spots on there. Um, I like the song Growing Up yeah, a lot funny. and then the song with Chance, of course. I mean Chance – any song with Chance now is it's just – It's
1: almost unfair when he comes on your feature because he's going to steal the show.
0: Yeah. Like it's not going to be – it's like – it's a lot of times of like uh, when Big Sean does a lot of stuff. Like when Big Sean <laughs> oh, has <Big> feature <laughs> Big Sean
1: loses every feature, dude. It's like every time
0: Big <laughs> Sean has someone on, it's like – it's like, well, that dude's verse is going to be, like, way better than Big Sean's. But, like, that, dude, that verse is dope. It almost, like,
1: ruined Big Sean for me. It. It's like, there's never been someone on a Big Sean song that doesn't beat Big Sean. Yeah. And it's like, God, dude, you got to, like, get worse rappers on your on your stuff. Yeah, get
0: some underground guys trying to, like, <laughs> pop them up or something. Like, yeah. don't go after the big guys. Um, no, but um, the one question I had walking away with this, and, you know, I'm I'm big into production mm-hmm. and uh, just the, the overall, like, sound what of the you album.
1: about Ryan Lewis? Yeah. What are you, what are you What are you inquiring?
0: Why doesn't he do other things
1: as far as for other people? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean,
0: <laughs> why has he shackled the Macamore so hard? I'm not sure. It because is, like it is sort of a weird thing.
1: I, I don't know. I think that Macamore's um, this is my best guess is that when he started having some success in the underground rap game in like the middle of the 2000s, it was when he met Ryan and Ryan started producing a lot of shit for him. Yeah. But there's Macklemore content out there that's Macklemore. It's not Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Okay. But that's before he basically once they started collaborating together heavy, they just were like, you know what? Let's just do this together.
0: But so this album is is it listed as Macklemore and Ryan Lewis? Yes. Yes. That's just weird. Is Ryan Lewis <laughs> doesn't have any vocal does he have any vocal? No, he is basically He's, he's like is, Metro. He's
1: like Metro to future. It's, it's that,
0: just so weird to me. Yeah. Because, like, the production on it is, like, sometimes overproduced. Right. But I think that's Macklemore. Like, I think that's what Macklemore needs is, like, sometimes a little bit of overproduction. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of his shtick. Yeah. Right? But, like, there's times in, like, the production of the album that's, like... It's impressive. There's... I, the one song, it's before the YG song, and it features XP. Um, it's I Dance... I think, no, I think it's Dance Off. It might be before that Oh, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? Yes. So, like, it's not a great song. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's one little, like, bridge in that song that is, like, just sick production. Sounds like it could be right on a Kanye album and fit there perfectly. Well,
1: I think that there's – it's weird that (laughs) – you're right. It (laughs) is weird that it's Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. But I think there is other rap acts that has, like, a rapper and then – like, remember Chitty Bang? Yeah, like Chitty Bang was one rapper, but like as a collective, they were Chitty Bang. But I mean, we're
0: comparing Chitty Bang to a guy That's, who won a
1: Grammy, right? This <laughs> is it's not—that's not entirely fair. Or like even we were talking about Atmosphere. Atmosphere is the, is Slug is the rapper. Yeah, Atmosphere's name is Slug, but then the group is Atmosphere with his production. But he's the only guy that raps. But
0: <laughs> it's just weird. Like it is
1: sort of because like
0: I really enjoy the production on it. I'm like I'm like thinking I'm sitting there listening to the album like. Like, what else, like, could we, like, who else would Ryan Lewis be with that, like, would be dope?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he could handle a lot of different genres Styles. of music. Yeah, it wouldn't even have to pertain to rapper hip-hop. No. You know, he's he makes kind of beats that are for the mainstream. Yeah. But, I don't know. In, in, <laughs> it's, it's a funny thought. Yeah. But in ending the Macklemore discussion, I think he's just had a really interesting career. And sort of unlike anybody else that's as popular as him, I would love to like watch a documentary on Macklemore. Yeah, and see like the the ways you know the ups and downs of everything that he's been through. The last track on this album is called "White Privilege 2, which he sort of addresses the the race issue and his sort of difficulty in being a white rapper and especially one that's become so famous because he gets now he's getting grouped into you know the Iggy Azaleas and yeah. it's sort of labeled as a culture vulture. Yeah, and and, you know, like, he, he raps in that song. There's, like, an interlude in White Privilege. It's, like, a nine-minute song with, like, some lady coming up to him and being, like, oh, your music is so pure and it's not about the it's not about the drugs and the stuff like everybody else. Like, you're the only rapper I let my kids listen to. Yeah. And Matt Moore's, like, what? Yeah. Like, that's not what this is about. No. Like, I'm, he's, like he, – for someone who where rap has been so important to him yeah. and like influenced him in so many ways. It's a big slap in the face. It's a big it's almost a slap in the face to him. And I yeah. think that a lot of what he tries to get across is his difficulty with that while still trying to make the same kind of music he's been making. Yeah. And it kind of comes together as a mess. I don't think it's as good as the heist. I think if you I think if this is your first experience with Macklemore and you liked it, you should listen to the heist because it's actually really good. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean that's all I have to say about Macklemore. There was we wanted to talk about Little Wayne. I don't know if you want to move on to that. I don't think yeah, I to no, I, yeah, you no. To carry the Little Wayne conversation. Yeah, no. A like, I,
0: I, I'm a self proclaimed Lil Wayne diehard, and I have been for a long time now, and I'm starting to get less and less um, excited for Wayne releases. Yeah, it's not, tough, and, and I we we uh, we ate lunch yesterday. we were talking and. I think Lil Wayne is the same.
1: I think when I listen to Lil Wayne, it reminds me of watching current Vince Carter on the Grizzlies.
0: <laughs> it's just like, just damn, like, Vince used to ball. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you just like you're like this, he used to like it used to be so like good, and now it's just like, eh. Yeah, I like Lil I'm Wayne just, should be getting like 15 minutes a game.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know the Grizzlies at least use Vince right, but. I don't know if Wayne, Wayne still sees himself like a superstar. and it's, yeah. it's not there anymore. I
0: just think I think I think rap changed. And I don't think I don't think Lil Wayne changed. Yeah, I mean, he I mean, relies so much on like little metaphors and like kind of like clever like whatever funny lyrics. I guess not. Really, I guess funny. I could do without. But it. Like if you think of like what like the height of of Lil Wayne being like the Carter Three or Dude, Lil no Wayne, ceilings.
1: It's. Cr- Little Wayne was so
0: famous, man. I know. There's,
1: a, there's like a clip where Obama is is giving a speech and he's talking. You'd be the about, next Lil Wayne. Yeah, he's like, you might not be the next. And like, Lil Wayne was the most famous yeah. rapper in America, yeah, hands down, by far. Didn't the Carter Three? Isn't that the most? That's like towards the end when CDs were still a thing. Yeah, and I think that's like the last massive CD sale. I would say so. I remember when that came out and people were like going. It to sold buy a million. It, it
0: sold a million in the first week. Which yeah. is like rare for a rap out. That's never going to yeah. happen again. Not with no. the way that we get the our music The streaming anymore. thing. Yeah. Um, he was massive. And now it's just – he's just doing all these forgettable things. No one even said anything about Free Weezy. No Ceilings 2 is pretty much trash. Oh. And then yeah, now because, this – I
1: actually couldn't get through No Ceilings 2. Th-
0: it's tough. There's <laughs> like a couple – there's like two or three track stretches where you're just like – you just want to beat yourself in the head. Like it's <laughs> it's brutal. But there's some – good I mean there's some good spots. But – um. So then he does this joint thing with Two Chains called Collie Grove, mixture of uh, College Park and Holly Grove, and Kanye for some reason was the one that announced it, which was weird.
1: Yeah, I thought Kanye he said was new
0: gonna... project with Two Chains and Lil Wayne. Dude,
1: Kanye is all
0: over the place right but, now.
1: That's another conversation altogether. Yeah,
0: but it's 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 a Two Chains album. Um, it's released through Two Chains label, and then it has seven Lil Wayne features on it. Um so it's not as big of a collab or whatever as Drake and Future, anything like that. Um but it's it's a bad album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the last unless
1: Lil Wayne does something worth talking about in the future. We're just going to go ahead and let the listeners know. That's kind of we're going to wrap up the Lil Wayne talk. I think for the RGP, Lil
0: Wayne has a is supposed to have a verse on Chance Three. All right. Well, if so, if, if Lil Wayne's yeah. verse
1: is good on Chance Three, we'll mention it.
0: And like Carter Carter Five will still get a lot of love. Like Lil Wayne, it's not over, dude. You
1: still you still have a hope, and I hear it in your voice. And you no no, no I don't have I don't have no, hope that it's gonna be good. You want to believe that Lil Wayne is still gonna matter? No, I don't.
0: I don't believe it.
1: Do you think he's still? Good? Do you think Carter Five is gonna matter?
0: Yes. I don't know, man. It's not gonna no. It's not gonna matter. To it's not gonna it. matter post release. But when we know Carter 5 is coming out, it's going to matter.
1: I think that's optimistic.
0: No. <laughs> dude, this is a man who, who <laughs> two albums ago or three albums ago sold a million copies of his album in the first week.
1: Yeah, but dude, that was that was a different era. That's a long time but ago. But
0: the fans, the people like me are still mm-hmm. there, and I'm still gonna download Carter Five. I'm still gonna stream Carter Five. It's still gonna be a big deal. It's going to be bad. <laughs>
1: It's, that's what I'm saying,
0: but that's what I'm saying. Post release, it's not going to be anything, mm-hmm. but it's still going to have a hype and build up. Too.
1: All right,
0: well, look, it, yeah, it's it. It sucks that like your favorite dude just I, like yeah.
1: I'm sorry, man. Well, that's why we that's why we have Young Thug. We talked about Young Thug last time. Yeah, just take like. This, People that are Wayne diehards, take the spot that you have in your
0: heart for Lil Wayne.
1: But, and, and but, the, but, but it's, y- it's the same thing, That's It's not fair.
0: Because <laughs> it, the, the the people who loved Wayne like 04 to 09. No, no. The people who loved Wayne from 04 and 09, that Wayne style is 2,000% different than Young. Though. I disagree. If you go back and listen to tapes like, like Dedication 3, um, even the original Carter, and then... Like, what's the other one? Um
1: I'm not saying they're the same artist, but like, dude, Young Thug in a in an interview, they were like, "Who are your musical and it was uh, only inspiration?" Lil... And his voice, at, "Oh, Lil Wayne." That was it. And they were like, "What are your other musicals?" He's like, "Just like Lil Wayne." <laughs> like, he's all, his only musical inspiration is Lil Wayne. That's it. Yeah. So like, obviously, he has a different voice yeah. and stuff, but I guess he's he's pumping. He's redoing
0: it. It's sad. Two changes, whatever. Two changes, whatever. To me. He's like a feature rapper. It. To me, I, yeah, it's bad. I, it's it's bad. I'm sorry. Like, it's our first like album that I'm just like, whoa, that's not like. And I was kind of pumped for it too because I saw, I heard, I like heard a couple songs from it, and I like leaked, and I was like, oh, that's really yeah, cool. maybe we would have died in, dive dove into it a little bit more if we didn't get a Corner of Kenny release. Exactly. Yeah. I mean,
1: whenever Kendrick comes out, it's gonna matter the most. So the only thing I
0: have like past the two chains and low Wayne thing is it's a collab album. So one quick question is what collab? You know what my answer is. Do you want to happen next? You know what my answer is. Do you not know what my answer is? Kanye and Drake? No,
1: man. When Chance tweeted during the – Oh, Chance, Chance, and- Chance. tweeted when he was in the studio with Kanye. and We know Earl was in that studio. Yeah. Because Earl's name was on the paper yeah. even though he wasn't on the album. He said, I've been wanting to do a rap duo with Earl for a long time. And I was like, oh my god. There's nothing I would want more. Yeah, He's, he always tweets about sweatshirt songs too. That be it's such
0: like a they're a different vibe.
1: It, but they're both, Chance
0: is so like sunny, happy, Sunday candy right. like musical, right? And then Earl's, Earl's just like, like boom, yeah, boom, dark. It make it make an interesting collab. Yeah, and I think Chance is a guy who would make it. I think Chance is. They're they're both so creative, they would make it work. Like chance would make it work with anyone, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Like there's no like collab I think that chance wouldn't try to do or make work. Oh my Uh, god, you're getting me
1: so excited for chance three.
0: I know. That's the who knows. We know that Lil Wayne was in the studio recently. We're
1: gonna get Chance Three this summer. That's
0: my prediction. I'm going on the record. Do
1: you think the speaking of we talked about Kendrick and we never mentioned the fact that at the beginning of this year, we kind of thought that the new Kendrick album was going to be a Kendrick J. Cole collab,
0: speaking of Kendrick in collaborations. So yeah.
1: Do you think that's going to happen?
0: No. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, mean, I, sure. didn't, think from, I didn't think it was going to happen from the start. I don't know.
1: Well, what made me think it was... I don't know if we talked about this before, but remember on Thanksgiving they each... The, the Black over. Friday. Yeah, thing, they did then... a Black Friday release where Kendrick wrapped over um, "A Tale of Two Cities" mm-hmm. and
0: J Cole wrapped
1: over "All Right." Yeah, and that sort of seemed like they were like working together.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I, I mean, mean, and then J Cole said the a line about you know like wait till what I see what I drop in February or whatever. Yeah,
1: I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I don't care if it happens or not. I'll be pumped. But maybe this
0: is maybe like it fell apart, and then this is what we this have. This is the culmination of it. Possibly, it's just so hard for these guys to do collabs,
1: dude. It, to be on the same creative wavelength for an
0: entire project, it's almost impossible. Yeah, like it, there's just no way. The only like the only people that like have made was Drake, like Drake and Future, Kanye and Jay Z.
1: Kanye, watch the throne. Is it's gonna be hard to ever come out with a collaboration yeah. that's better
0: than Watch the Throne. But they they made that for stadiums though. Yes. Like that was like we're going to go on tour and we're going to play this as loud as possible and that was what it was. It's also like it's the perfect fuse of the two of them. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. They both like kind of like got each other to a spot where they wouldn't be able to get to. Yeah. Uh, Whereas you know like I feel like Watch the Throne is Kanye and Jay-Z as like Malone and Stockton bringing the best out of each other. Yeah. Whereas like um, uh, what a time to be alive is more like Drake in future as Durant and Westbrook. Yeah, it's like it's great like, together. Yeah, it's, it, it works, but like it's not like. Quick, cohesive, absolute mess. Yeah, of each other.
0: I get what you mean. That's a perfect. That's right. a perfect.
1: Well, look, man, this was fun as hell to do this live, and I'm yeah. gonna listen back to it and see if it sounds good. And if it does, we're gonna need to do this multiple times. <laughs> be a lot if of. If it sounds like shit, vibe, though, we're gonna be doing it over. Yeah, the phone. yeah, we have
0: no clue. Usually, I have like my headphones in so that I can like listen to what it's sounding like as it's coming. We have no clue. So Ho- hopefully, it sounds good, and it's interesting to do it live. It's a little different. Yeah,
1: it's fun. I know we were watching the starters this weekend when yeah. we were hanging out. And it really makes me believe watching that crappy show that like TV executives, we are the we are <laughs> sports versions of the starters, except better looking. So just, exactly. come, just come higher, you know, throw us, what's that new channel that Action Bronson has the show on? Revolt? No, I think it's uh, it's it's Vice. Vice, Vice the website. Vice, yeah. Vice, the website now has a TV channel. Okay. And Bronson's old web series, Fuck That's Delicious, mm-hmm. if you haven't watched. He's a cook, right? Bronson's a chef and he's on this web series. It's like
0: the weirdest thing ever.
1: Basically walking – I love – quick side note, <laughs> quick aside. Rappers will like mention a couple times Bronson cooking in their songs. I know ASAP did it in one song. Yeah. And it was just so awesome. Anyway, Bronson like <laughs> walks around and like – Tr- is basically searches for like the best ingredients so like he'll fly to Hawaii to get like a specific fish and it'll like follow it'll like document <laughs> him and then he'll like cook it with his b- big body besses on a lot and it's great and it's now on TV but like yo Vice like you're gonna need programming yeah we right? like, got lots of stuff to talk about hit us up like I'll eat with Bronson yeah you know what I'm saying yeah alright well yeah, I'm pumped
0: dude. I'm pumped too Um, it's been it's it's been a good weekend man
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm glad we got to do it. Hopefully uh, we get a couple of these technical things figured out and we get up on the
0: iTunes app next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, thank you guys for listening to the Rap Guys this week. Um, Make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at Rap Guys Podcast and on SoundCloud at uh, Rap Guys Podcast as well. And again, we'll have more information on the iTunes thing when it comes, but thank you guys for supporting and uh, go enjoy some new Kendrick. Absolutely. Great work again, Rose. Talk to you later.